Hello there, Hoffheads. It's John, in the Edit Bay, coming at you with episode 8 of our sideshow, Echo Base Nights. This week, Ian and I go over our experiences at WonderCon Anaheim 2019. The costumes we wore, the costumes we saw, and probably something else about costumes. There's a lot of costume talk in this. It's a little bit shorter this week, but it's the perfect length to put on in the background while you unpack all the fun stuff you got at Celebration Chicago. You and I did attend a convention, and that was a WonderCon in Anaheim. Yeah, we, we went up there. So um, and we also ran into uh, some of our friends from San Diego Sabres uh, while we were there. And uh, we, did a, we did a lot of Star Wars-related stuff. Uh, including showing up in uh, in costume. So why don't you why don't you tell the audience a little bit about uh, what costumes we had with us when we went? Well, if you're one of the strange people that actually goes on our website and reads any of our articles, uh, bless your hearts, you you may have seen photos of these the the costumes that we've done before from Comic Con of last year. I was in my Adat Commander costume, which is not a General Veers costume. But anytime anyone recognizes it and asks, it's just easier to say it is. The rank bars on my uniform and on my body armor are commander and not the general, as I do not meet the prerequisite standards of looking like Julian Glover to call myself General Veers. That's fair enough. I am too short and questionably too Filipino. And I'm so excited when people ask me if it's Veers that... Someone is interested in a suit of armor that is worn one time throughout the entire, all the movies. Right. Uh, Though one can make an argument that Han Solo wore it when he was fighting on um, Mimbon. Though it is is a slightly different armor than the Mud Troopers. If someone stopped me and was like, is that for yours? I just go... Yes, thank you for remembering the, the minute and a half this armor's on screen. Did you craft anything for your Veers? The only thing that's... The armor and the helmet were a kit. The uniform uh, was from Cosplay Sky, a, uh, an Asian costume supplier. When I got the kit, it was just a fiberglass shell. All like the buttons and the, and the antenna on the helmets and weird um, circuitry on the back panel was all hand done. But for the most part, it was all, it was all purchased except for the, the, the Greeblies. The only thing that was on it that was handmade when the first time I wore it was the belt. And then Comic-Con, we walked by the Inovos booth. They were having a sale on the Imperial belts and I got one for, I think, like $35 or something like that. So now... There's nothing on there that's like handmade from scratch. And, and what did you do since since you had one costume both? Days. But you did hand make uh, the costume that I wore uh, both days, uh, and I was a stormtrooper corps imperial officer. The stormtrooper corps are the ones that wear the the black uniforms. But yeah, so I had uh, I I wore that uh, this year, but uh, that was a lot of fun. That thing gets hot so i appreciate that the convention was mostly air conditioned <laughs> and you were carrying around like fiberglass plate on top of that yeah all those all those stormtroopers walking around with their abs plastic armor 
I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the armor I'm wearing weighs about as much as an entire suit of Stormtrooper armor at this point. <laughs> and then what what, what did you do the uh, the second day? So, r- real quick, just to go back to the, the first day, and we stayed at my cousin's place, and we luckily had a Jedi Knight costume for him. I think it was an Obi-Wan costume, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about this. Ian had a project there. He started a couple of years back, and we... I've been stockpiling Star Wars costumes in a box, so we just happened to have one in his size. So he got to walk around as a Jedi. He really pulled off the look too. It was yeah. like very Jedi-like. I, I like to think of maybe not Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Obi Wan wasn't fully long bearded yet. A- adult Obi Wan. Yes. <laughs> so then Saturday, someday I busted out my Star Tours flight controller costume, which. Again, if if you're one of the few souls that reads anything on our actual website, you've seen the I guess is the behind the scenes of on that costume build. Uh, unfortunately, my friend Catherine wasn't able to join us, so I didn't have my my flight attendant buddy to to join me in our costumes, uh, which you can see on the website, uh, which I will link somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw up some <laughs> that we'll one, throw up some part photos with that this. one is 100% handmade. And what that one is is the lessons that I learned in making Egan's Imperial Officer tunic redone in my size with alternating orange and blue fabric that match like the original Star Tours color schemes, complete with the same thing with a, an officer's hat in orange and blue. The things that that really make that costume the best, I think, are like the, the, the small details on it, like the patches I have on the sleeves. All one is a is a star speeder taken off into the sky with the uh, 1987 in the bottom to commemorate the birthday of the original Star Tours. The other one is a completely embroidered Star Tours like triangular patch that I got from our buddy Trooper Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a handful of authentic Disney pins strategically placed around it. Instead of a code disc on the center of the hat, I have a Star Tours pin. On the collar, I have a Tatooine Express pin, and then some pins and other items from some of the custom enamel pin community have have made some great ones oh and and this the scrolling led name tag which, which is amazing uh, it's not my name but it's a list of flights departure times and flight statuses that are all interrupted by a 8-bit star speeder flying across the screen as a wipe until the next one, and then that's all in Arabesh. The last two times I've worn it, I've met at least two people that are fluent in Arabesh that could actually read it as it scrolled by. Both Imagineers. That's fantastic. Good on you, Imagineers. Now, we weren't the only uh, well-dressed, Star Wars-loving individuals on the floor that day. There were plenty of other costumed uh, individuals and uh, people part of costuming groups. Uh, it was good to see uh, the Mando Mercs, the 501st, and the Rebel Legion there, as always. Uh, also the R2 Builders Club. So it was really good to see them back. This year they had a couple uh, really cool, I photo guess, ops. photo opportunities. Yeah, would be the best way to, to describe it. The Rebel Legion showed up with a a facade 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 of the imperial bunker on endor do photo ops in front of the rebel scum there captured us picks in the doobly-doo <laughs> the the mando mercs had one as well that i actually we didn't really i didn't realize what it was until i was looking at photos after uh the convention but they had like a, a jail. Uh, yeah a jail cell sort of thing where you can act like you were captured by the Mando Mercs. 
I don't want to go over there because they had a Wookiee as as an Imperial loyalist. Uh, they had a Wookiee that wasn't in chains, and I didn't think that that was safe for the general public or that, myself. That guy was. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that guy, but that was probably one of my favorite unique costumes, unique Star Wars costumes of the convention. Mm. But before we get to that, we also got a, a really cool picture with Five Hundred First, where it was like maybe six other guys in front of that. How do you how do you describe that? You know the it was the, it was the Death Star hallway. The, yeah, the, uh, the Imperial oval light walls. Right, and uh, I think we got like six of the Five Hundred First members that just were hanging out with us in that picture, yeah. and it looks awesome. One one of the most favorite people we met was in that group, which is the the guy in the Adat driver costume that just like <laughs> pulled me out of the crowd and demanded I take pictures with them. And then we got in an argument with me and him got in an argument with somebody about Adats. Somebody came up and was like, "It's like you guys and your Adats, and he's like you guys go out there and you just hide in your metal boxes on legs." That Adat commander guy was awesome because later they did the Star Wars costume group photo out in front of the convention center and. The two guys organizing that picture would call out groups of costumes to line them up and space them out on these these terrace uh, steps. They called officers, which I, if they're going by 501st detachment rules, my costume is not in the officer detachment. So you took off. Yep. And then me and the ADAC commander uh, were the only guys I saw there that were part of the armored would be part of the armored cavalry division if I was 501st. So I just kind of sat there and waited with him. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, just grabbed me by the shoulders. Like, don't worry, you're with me. And I'm yeah. always front and center. So me and him got to be in front of everybody <laughs> in that picture. So that was kind of cool. Well, I, I felt bad because he, where he put me, it was in front of a handful of non-named character Jedi that were about my height. So if I continued to stand there, it would be blocking them. And I felt really bad about that. So... Oh, Me no. and him took a knee, and then I yeah, met yeah, the lady in the Star Speeder costume. Yeah. So speaking of of the lady in the Star Speeder costume, and then also going back to the Wookiee guy, there were some some really great, unique uh, Star Wars costumes. And one of the things that you've you've always said, John, is is, and I'm sure the listeners have heard before, is like uh, the the unique costumes and and ones that are like you know only a few people. Yeah, uh, are really going to understand what the reference is. Those are kind of your favorite favorite yeah. costumes. So, as as someone who who really enjoys that part of it, what were some costumes you saw at at this year's WonderCon 2019 uh, that that really stood out to you? I'd say the lady in the Star Speeder costume, but um, I'm upset with her because she didn't wear it the day I was wearing my Star Tours thing, <laughs> which would be the third convention I've been to that she's worn that at. That that I was wearing a different costume the next day. You guys got to coordinate next time. I've, I've, been kind of, I've literally spent hours over the past week looking for pictures of her costume uh, and trying to see if someone has attached a name to her. <laughs> I really do. Cause this isn't the first time I've seen her in this costume. It's her star speed. It shows she's a elderly woman that um, uses a, a, it's not really a wheelchair. It's like an electric scooter to get a like, mobility mm-hmm. scooter, I guess. And she built a Star Speeder 3000, the original Star Tour ship, around her uh, her uh, her chair, and she kind of pokes out the top of it. Uh, and and her the outfit she wears is more reminiscent of what the cast members wear at Disneyland. 
mm-hmm. the top like red and what I wear. And I think I saw her at Comic Con the next year. I gotta go through my pictures because I'm sure I got a picture of her. But yeah, I need to find out her contact info so I can so her, I, and Catherine, and if we get your Star Wars costume finished, uh, can all meet up with her. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, the, the ones that I really enjoyed this year were were like hers, where somebody that you wouldn't normally think could get away with doing a costume, being able to. Like, we ran into a an older Asian woman just as Rose Tico, mm-hmm. and she had mounted a, a stuffed father head on the front of her walker. So it was as she awesome. walked, it looked like she was riding a father, which is a very strange word to say and not feel confident that you're saying it correctly right i agree i've had this <laughs> problem with this with this creature <laughs> so i really like that one and then there was just like a handful of again those costumes that a handful of people are going to get there's a group of guys dressed as uh the characters from the mighty boosh oh yeah when, when they worked at the zoo and like i wanted to go up to them and see if they would crimp for me but uh i couldn't remember what crimping was or how to pronounce it so i just kept walking. <laughs> a couple of ones that stood out to me in terms of the star wars world was that wookie mando that uh, wookie mandalorian that we saw you know so he had the full the full wookie the full wookie suit with stilts so he was like nine feet tall terrifying and he just had all sorts of mandalorian uh armor plates situated everywhere he had a bag of porgs in it i'm pretty sure they moved too they were yeah. like you know the battery powered flapping right ones. <laughs> I stopped at this guy and I looked up at him. And just it was it was like legitimately intimidating. Like he did a, a great job with that costume. And uh, you know, I like to I like to be in in character a little bit when I see other people in in costume. And I think I said something along the lines of like, "Who gave it armor?" There was a, a Mando Merc just as Bo-Katan who like got really offended by that, and he's just like, "He passed his Mandalorian trials, so he has the right to wear it." And I was like, "He's going to kill me. They're all going to kill me." <laughs> It's fun to go up to a Wookiee and ask him where his chains are. <laughs> where are uh, your chains, Wookiee? There was uh, there was also a guy. Um, I don't know if you saw him. He was in a a great uh, General Grievous costume. Yeah, and it I've was seen him it before. was yeah it was one of those things where like he's inside the the cape and the sort of skeletal structure of Grievous is built outside of it. So that was a really really cool one. There was also a guy in. Uh, in like the Endor rebel armor. Just again, like I said, I like doing like little in character things. I just pointed at his weapon and was like, is that weapon registered? He looked at the gun, looked at me and just really, really loudly. was just like, suck it. (laughs) Followed by, I can't wait to blow you up later. Uh, rebel scum. It was awesome. (laughs) Rebel scum. Indeed. One thing with like star Wars costumes and, and, and costuming in general, when you are, doing a costume what kind of things do you like to do to kind of set yourself apart from every other one that is the same uh for star wars it's different with a sea of stormtroopers there's nothing you can do to make yourself unique and that's what makes it unique is that all these guys are walking around looking the same imperial officers it's kind of the same there's just another face in the crowd for Star Wars, like the reason I picked Veers was because I wanted to wear armor, but I also couldn't afford Stormtrooper armor. So I thought that this was an easy compromise. And if I could ever get a hat made out of this right color, then I have 
just a regular Imperial officer, not right. the the gray green uniform ones. Uh, the yeah, only one that I have that's army. really unique is the well, the Star Tours one, which in, in no way is canon in any in anything. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the the limitation with a lot of the Star Wars costuming is a lot of these guys are five hundred first or wanting to be five hundred first or Rebel Legion, and so there are costuming standards. Yeah, like they don't really allow for much individualism. Sure. Um, the only ones that really can get away with it are Rebel pilots uh, with their custom helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebel indoor troopers, just because they they can the the gear they wear is kind of modular and they can switch it out. Same with the Scarif Rebels. There's such a variety of them that not all of them are going to look unique unless everyone's doing Cassian. Um, right. I mean, I have I have a Scarif Marine costume. Uh, I wore a. I didn't want to bring up to WonderCon because that's three costumes I would have to deal with in my trunk, and right. I didn't want to. <laughs> the 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 Mando Mercs have a yeah. They they definitely have a different system than the 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 two other big costuming groups, just because they they actually encourage that individuality. Right. Uh, when you make your character, which I think is cool. But yeah, dude, the just seeing the number of stormtroopers out there, there was a point where uh, I was holding the door open for people that were heading to the the photo op, and I'm standing there like trying to put my gloves gloves on. It was it was trooper after trooper after trooper, stormtrooper, stormtrooper, death trooper, and then like a hump a bunch of Cylons for no reason. But like it was just this continual stream of people, and I'm just sitting there going trooper, trooper, trooper. Trooper, trooper. And every time they'd pass me, one of them would go like, sir, 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 sir. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, and the first day, too, when I, uh, when, when we got there, um, you had already gotten your badge because you were there one more day than, than Katie and I. Um, the day that we had to get, we, we picked up our badges and going to the area where you take the escalator up to the show floor, there was a, a group of 501st guys. Um, and they'd set up like a checkpoint and we're, we're screening everybody going to the show floor for stolen coaxium. <laughs> so it's, it's that kind of stuff that I, I, I really love when it comes to coming to these conventions and, and meeting other star Wars fans and stuff is those, those little interactions where, you know, you, you, you don't know who these people are, you know, you may have never met them before, but you still get to have these these minor interactions with other people expressing their their fandom through through costuming where you know you can come back and tell these little stories and and it's a lot of fun and it it feels good to be surrounded by people who love a thing as much as you do you know uh, i agree i do agree with you okay uh one thing i want to do before we wrap everything up is uh you know, we, we when we go to these sort of conventions, uh, not only do we look at them as a as a way to have a lot of fun, but we also uh, use it as kind of a networking thing and to reach out to and learn about other entertainers and people who do podcasts and nerddom and fan stuff. I wanted to give two shout-outs to uh, two people I talked to. I did meet uh, a fellow podcaster. Her name was Cassandra, I believe, and she is uh, host uh, the co-host of a uh, podcast called We Are Eleven, and they talk about uh, nerd, dumb, and video games and cosplaying, and uh, they do a podcast, and they also uh, talk about some mental health stuff. 
So if you are interested in that kind of content, please go check them out. And then I also talked to uh, the con guy. He and his team do a podcast about conventions. So if you're interested in more convention stuff, those are two podcasts that you might want to check out. Anything come to mind for you, John? Uh, only thing I have to say is uh, I hope you all had a good time at Star Wars Celebration because it will be over by the time this comes out. Yep. Um, and I'm sure we're going to be drowning Tim, in... you have not gotten me a Veer's Watch button. That Bo Keevil costume, I might have lost all my references for it. I don't know what, what are happened. You? My, my hands are tied. Are you shaking down a uh, friend of podcast Tim? Well, it's not really a shakedown since you'll be home by the time he hears this. Are you... So, mm. Tim? Friend of show Tim? Friend of all podcasts? Better get your butt back to Chicago. Give me that darn button. I, I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you here. I tell you what. That's that's all I got. Tim. Uh yeah. I think that'll just about do it. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time, I guess. Okay, bye. Wasn't that just delightful? Ian and I both love all the creativity that go into creating Star Wars costumes. Do you have one that you like to wear? How about the one that you like to see? Does that sentence even really make sense? Let us know by sending us an email at hothpod at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can get a hold of us through the Twitter with our handle at hothpod. It's pretty simple. If you'd like to check out any of our costume build posts on our website, that website's address, which I will give you soon, is www.hothtopicspodcast.com. Just click on the Imperial Propaganda link on the toolbar. Title bar? Menu bar. We're going to go with menu bar, which will bring you to a slightly easier to navigate listing of all of the costume builds that I and Ian have done over the past year and are planning to build are our building and in the process of building or something our next full-length episode will be our 30th episode overall of the main show and also will be our celebration of our one year as a podcast now, due to Star Wars Celebration happening the same week that that happened, some of the plans for that episode had to be postponed. But, hopefully, that episode will be released the week after Celebration, or two weeks, depending on the timing of some of the things that we would like to do for that episode. So, for my co-host Ian, I am John, in the Edipe, and may the Force be ever in your favor. Good night. Uh, my brain's shutting off because I'm staring at gifts of the gobbledygooker jumping out of an egg. Need to close that window.